0: Revelation chapter 7 verse 1. Let's go! The Sealed of Israel, verse, chapter 7 verses 1. After these things I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, on the sea, or on any tree. Then I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was granted to harm the earth, and the sea, saying, Do not harm the earth, the sea, or the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. So we go back to verse 1. After these things, so after what things? After the things that we had just talked about. We went through the rapture. Church got raptured. We're in the tribulation. This is not actually happened yet. This is the future looking backwards. And now we're in the tribulation. You had the uh, seals that were open. We just went through the sixth seal. We're going to see the seventh seal in a minute. And so after these things, I saw, this is John, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth. Remember there's angels, there's uh, a form of angels, a seraphim or a form of angels. And they're standing at the four corners of the earth. Of the earth four corners what when we think about directions what does this bring to mind north south east west a compass and if you've ever heard in the bible where he says that he loves you as far as the east is from the west do you know why that's unlimited infinity because they never meet the expression if he would have said i love you as far as the north is from the south that would be that would have a limit that would be finite because the north there is a defined north pole and there is a defined south pole but there is no defined limit to the east or limit to the west so here we've got the four corners of the earth holding the four winds of the earth so here we want to look at angels which symbolize nature and here this represents the calm before the storm like a hurricane in fact it's more like the eye of the storm right because we've already seen his wrath beginning to be poured out through the seals that we just went through and now there's a calm before another storm and it's just going to get more and more he's going to turn up that heat he's going to turn up that volume so here it's like a I have a a hurricane where you've gone through it, you're in the eye of the storm, and now you're just getting ready for more. When we have calm during our lives, we should reflect and focus on God rather than focusing on self. God gives us so many circumstances that the major purpose of those circumstances is that we will keep our eyes on God and glorify Him. And be thankful to Him, even in the midst of trouble. Because I can now look back in my life, now that I've been walking with Christ for about 13 years, and I can see Christ, what He's done, the situations He's put me in, the things I've learned, things that I've gone through, that now I can witness to a certain group of people in a certain way that I could have never done before if I hadn't before I had those experiences. Some people experience drug abuse or a relative with drug abuse. Some people experience cancer or a relative with cancer or death. Various circumstances that you have that you can share that if you didn't go through that experience, you wouldn't be able to share. So when we get to the calm between the storms, let's focus on Christ and glorify him and thank him. So here we have the angels holding the four winds of the earth that the wind should not blow on the earth. No, it's not blowing yet. Why not yet? Well, not until the 144,000 that we're about to read about are sealed on their forehead, indicating ownership by God. And so it says, on the sea or on any tree. Then I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. So he has some type of seal uh, of God. And I guess it's demonstrative for the others or for whatever purpose it's there. I don't quite know what it is it continues and said and he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was granted to harm the earth and the sea so yes god gave the power to these four angels to harm the earth and the sea why would he do that because it's part of his purposes fulfilling prophecy disciplining israel lots of the different purposes that we've talked about God is love. We know that. He tells us in the Bible. But he is also just. And you can look at a judge on the stand and say, Oh, he let that person go. Isn't he so sweet? Thank you so much for, for giving me. You know, I got pulled over for drunk driving or I got in a fight. And judge, you, for, you forgave me and you just let me walk out of here. Thank you so much. And then the person comes into the court after that and they raped someone. And the judge lets them go too, and you say, "Wait, why would you why would you let them go?" And he says well because i'm a god I'm a judge of love, I let everybody go." and you say, "Well, that's not fair, and the next guy gets up there and he's a murderer, and he lets him go, and you say that's that's not loving, that's not loving to society that's actually bad for society. All these people are out on the street, and we know they're they're harmful, and they pose a grave danger to society, and let, you're letting them go, and you're saying that you're love." God, I want to see justice. Well, it's the same, or not God, judge. Uh, judge, I want to see justice. Well, the same thing with God. We want mercy from him when it comes to ourselves. And we want to think of him as loving, and he is, but he is also just. If you want to have social justice in this, I hate that word. I hate that term. Here's why. All justice is social. Do you get it? Justice, justice serves a societal purpose and therefore all justice is social. So for anybody in these days to use that term social justice, it's just it shows ignorance. Um sorry, uh, but I wish they would stop using that word. It's it's dumb. <laughs> um verse three saying, Do not harm the earth, the sea or the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. And so it says till that means until. So there's a point that it's coming. So, for his purposes, he's waiting. And what's the purpose? What are we waiting for? These people to be sealed on their foreheads. So, these are the people who accepted Christ as a Messiah and they are sealed with his protection. But they missed the rapture because they were previously unbelievers. Now that they witnessed true calamity and chaos, their hearts were softened and they accepted Christ. Or maybe when they saw the church raptured and they're saying, Okay, those people believed in Jesus. I know exactly these three people in my neighborhood who went up, and they were, you know, on fire, Bible-beating Christians, and that's I, I know that that was a rapture because they told me about it. And so these people come to Christ post-rapture during the tribulation, and here not all not all believers. So remember, entering into the tribulation, there is not a single Christian on the earth, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, stops holding back and uh, reigning uh, evil, not reigning, uh, he holds back his reign over evil. And so it just gets released, but there are tons and tons and tons of people who come to Christ during that period for a variety of purposes. But not all of them will be part of this 144,000. So it's not just 144,000 people who will be saved. It's just 144,000 people who will have this seal who will come from these tribes. So there are many other people who will not have this seal. This seal, for those who do receive it, represents their salvation. And it will carry them through and protect them, as we will see as we go on, it will protect them from uh, certain things. So what I want to ask you is, what represents your salvation? What represents your salvation? Are you sealed? How, how do people know that you belong to Jesus? You, you don't have something on your forehead that says, I belong to Jesus, or Jesus lover, Bible Bible reader, anything like that, right? You could do that. Most of us don't and, and won't. But here's what I would suggest to you represents the seal of uh, the symbol of your salvation, the seal of your salvation, if you will. It's a mature life decision of baptism, followed by your acts that point to Christ and your words. That's your seal. It's not saying, oh, I was baptized as a baby when I was an infant. No, that didn't do anything. It was representative that your parents believed or confessed Jesus, but it had nothing to do with you. And did you get baptized when you're 8 or 12 or 18, but you've walked away? You can get re-baptized again. It's just an outward symbol of an inward change. It's telling society, or for the 10 people who witness it, or the 2,000 at your church or something who witness it, is saying, you know what, I want you to know that I love Jesus, and I want my life to change, and hold me accountable. If you see me doing something that's contrary to Jesus, hold me accountable. Because right here, right now, I'm saying, I want to be in. And then let your acts point to Jesus so that people see you even without talking to you. They're like, something's different about that person. And then you're able to follow that up with words and say, Jesus loves you. I know what you're going through because I've gone through that before. I know what rejecting Christ looks like because I have rejected him before. I know what having no hope looks like because I have had no hope before. These are the kinds of things that we can earn those conversations through our acts over time so that we can share the truth with them through words. Ephesians one thirteen. says, In him you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of salvation, in whom also, listen to this, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. So I'll walk you through the back half of that, that verse, that back half of 13 and 14, because it says, having believed, so you were sealed with the Holy Spirit. Who, who, who gets sealed? Believers. Believers in who? Jesus Christ. And it's the Holy Spirit of promise. It's one that He promises to you. It says, who is the guarantee of our inheritance? So He sealed you once you believed in Him. And He's saying, I guarantee that I am coming for you. I guarantee that you will be with me in heaven. I guarantee that we will be together. It says until the redemption of the purchased possession. And I would suggest that that is the taking back title deed to the earth, as he's about to do at the end of the tribulation. Reclaim the earth from the prince of the air, Satan, to whom he gave temporary control for 2,000 plus years so far, but he's given him that control. So, the seal is a divine marking of ownership. And it it says, sealed the servants of God on their foreheads. So, it was on their foreheads. He clearly tells us exactly where that was. So, we'll pick up in verse 4 tomorrow. Lord, I've been sealed. And it's because I softened my heart. You softened my heart. And I realized that you were God that you're bigger than me, that you're smarter than me, that you're infinite, and I'm a tiny little finite person. As much as I think I can control things and know, think how smart and powerful I may be at times, Lord, you're God, and I'm just a human that you created. You created me to worship you. Help me to worship you. And help those who are listening today to worship you. May we come to know you better today. If we struggle today, go through a trial today, Lord, Help us just to say, there must be purpose, Lord, and I'm trusting you. I'm pressing into you, and I'm trusting in your sovereignty, Lord. You are good, and you are God. In your amazing name, amen. Thank you so much for listening today. Now it's time to go and make disciples, to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to show people who Jesus is so that we have the right to tell them who Jesus is. I'd encourage you to share this by social media, text or email, Will someone who you think could benefit from learning more about the Word of God. Have a blessed day.